Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Gray's Academy. You have the two sunshiniest, handsomest, beautifulest hosts in the entire Shondaland. My name is Carmen. My name is Kelsey, and it is such a beautiful day for a beautiful podcast about a beautiful episode. And before we get into that, we're just going to do some housekeeping things very quickly, and then we're going to have so many feelings. Yes. Uh, preface this. Uh, so I don't know if we had this on the last episode, but there is a new toy that Kelsey has. Yes, and we had it on the last episode. Okay, I couldn't remember. <laughs> but if there's... you haven't listened to the last episode, listen to that, because otherwise, that's not going to make any <laughs> sense to you. Uh, it's This is going to be Full disclosure If you have kids Go to the other room There's a lot of swears That are going to be Said today Yeah I'm and probably I don't not, I'm not going to Bleep them Because this episode Calls for them Yeah The, the bleeping is strictly For comedic timing But That's true uh, Anyways, so we want to preface this by saying uh, thank you to all of our listeners. Uh, You've done an amazing job. Uh, The the, the support that you're showing has grown. It's incredible. It's consistent. Uh, We we are trending. I don't know if you heard this, but we're trending on some of our Canadian streams in uh, TV reviews. Uh, We're also trending in uh, the United States with iTunes for uh, TV reviews. So can't thank you enough. What I am going to ask you all is to share this with two or three of your your favorite Grey's Anatomy fan friends uh, or family members who you've watched this episode. If you're someone like Kelsey who watched it when the show uh, was originally airing and this is a lot of nostalgia for you and you watched it with your parents uh, and you still watch, please share this. If you've got a friend who uh, shared this on uh, and you want to share this on Instagram, like we would really appreciate that. Tag a couple people uh, at Gray's Academy Pod. Uh, we we really are seeing some incredible growth, and we want to continue to get the resources and the partnerships needed to continue this growth and do this for you guys. So we can't do it without you. Thank you for uh, being a part of this journey with us, and uh, do want to shout out our personal Instagrams as well at uh, Carmen and at Chaotically Kelsey. Uh, Kelsey, sorry with a C. Um, <laughs> it's it's in the link here. Uh, it's, yeah, so fine. check it out. <laughs> Um, but, but share this, if you're on Spotify, give us a five-star review, share this on Instagram or Facebook. If you're on iTunes, you could share on Instagram or Facebook as well. Uh, but, but tag us, share us, email us at grazeacademypod at gmail.com. Uh, we, we can't do this without you guys. And that's where we want to start. So, uh, Kelsey back to you. Very excited for this episode. And I have, I have one word for this episode and it is fuck. (laughs) Uh, yeah. So, okay. Originally, if you listen last week, I think originally our plan was to have Carmen watch this today and then immediately record. But <laughs> then Jessica really wanted to watch it with him because she has already watched it. And so she was super excited to see his reaction. So they watched it last night. So he had to hold it in all day. And then I asked Jessica how Carmen reacted. And she was like, I don't know. I fell asleep. <laughs> so it like wasn't even worth it that you watched it early. No, I know. And, and I mean, it worked out great because I ended up staying late at work, but, uh, but here's the thing. She fell asleep probably right before everything happens. Yeah. Cause she texted me like a few things very early on and then nothing. And then you were like, why did I watch this? I've made a terrible mistake. And then (laughs) I texted her and she was like, I don't know. I fell asleep. And I was like, excellent work. Excellent wife. Yeah, and for the record, the terrible mistake was not watching the episode. No, it was watching it, watching it, and then yesterday. having to hold all your feelings in. 
Yeah. Uh, anyways, so uh, should we should, actually should I just start up with the music part and then okay, we'll, yeah, I'll just turn it over okay. back to you? Well, so this is episode sixteen of season two, the twenty fifth episode overall. It, it it is called "It's the End of the World." which is half of the title of the song. And the other episode next week is the other half. So we're going to do this once this week, and then we'll just refer back to this next week. Yes, yes. So, uh, all right. It's the end of the world as we know it in parentheses, and I feel fine is the full title of the song. It's a mouthful. I know. I get it. Uh, But it is a song by the band R.E.M., which I think they had another... What what was the other song that they had? Um, I thought they had another... Losing my religion. Yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes, yes. They had one that was also uh, on here. So clearly, uh, they're REM and uh, Beatles fans because I think they've both had multiple songs. So this uh, came from the album uh, Document, which was released in 1987, and this was actually the second single for the band uh, for for this album. And it reached number 69 in the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 charts and reached as high as 39 on uh, the UK singles charts, but uh, it actually took a second re-release in the UK in December 1991 to hit that 39 mark. Um, So the... <laughs> this is one of the fun the fun facts. So uh, there was a promo uh, with uh, 107.9 FM, which uh, was a radio station, uh, WENS, W-E-N-Z in Cleveland, where... <laughs> This is such a funny fact. They played it on repeat for 24 hours straight in 1992. Interesting. And it was a promotion, which I don't, I couldn't find more. Uh, like what they were the promoing? Reason. Yeah, I couldn't really find what it was promoing, but it was basically, there were, there were other promos that were in, intertwined and in, 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 in that ads and whatnot. But yeah, uh, the song was played repeatedly for a 24 hour period, which I think is just the funniest fucking thing I've heard. <laughs> Cause like, I love my music and I think gallery 81 is great, but I would not want to listen to any one of my songs on the radio yeah. for 24 hours straight. I grew up listening to REM and I love REM, but I don't. And also like, this is one of the songs that everyone knows and they just, they have like really good songs that nobody knows. And it's very sad. Yeah. Like I think the last album they released is probably my favorite album. I'm like, no one knows any of these songs and it's so good. Oh, sorry. And then they stopped being a band and it was sad. Yeah. Uh, big yawn there. I apologize for, for the inconvenience, everyone. It's um, 3 a.m. guys. Sorry. Yeah. It's 3 a.m. somewhere. Uh, so the last thing that I want to say, because I was, I was trying to find this real quick, I had it written down and lost it for a second. Uh, so when it reached number 39 in the 1991 re-release on the UK charts, the original number that it, it peaked at was 87. So, uh, it, it got as high as 69 in the U S billboard and originally, uh, had gotten to uh, 87 in the UK and then topped out on the re-release at 39. So that's what I have for you guys today. Uh, and I'm very excited to to hear what Kelsey has for us on all these stats. And then you guys get to hear all of the <laughs> shit, all of the, all of <laughs> all the craziness. Of the feelings. Okay, so this episode was written by Shonda herself, obviously. And she wrote this one and the next one and the two of them together. She was nominated for outstanding writer for a drama series. Um, I don't think she won, but she was nominated for these two episodes together, which she should be because chef's kiss. 
Also, I just want to clarify. I think it's obvious, but I want to clarify. At this point, Carmen has only seen this episode. He has not yet seen the back half as we know it. Correct. So he is going to have to wait a week because that is how it aired. And that is what is fair in the world. And then next week we will be doing as we know it. And he has not seen that yet. So just before we get into it, just to clarify, he has only seen up to the end of this episode. And I promised I went on, I, on, on my life to Kelsey that I would not watch that episode before recording this. So I genuinely have no idea. Yeah. I have no predictions. I Oh, you, you, I'm sure you have predictions. Well, I have predictions. Yeah. But okay, so here's the weirdest thing. We're, we're familiar with the term deja vu, right? Yes. I, I, can I, I, I'm going to jump to the end. I, actually, I'm not going to talk about that yet. But the end scene... And I'm gonna, I'm gonna circle back to this. I weirdly had deja vu that I feel like I've I've lived seeing this scene before. Yeah, it so, wouldn't be surprising to me if you had, if it had been like on somewhere and you had seen it and just like vaguely remembered seeing it while watching it. Maybe, but um, anyways. Okay, off, so this one was you. directed yeah. by Peter Horton, who did an early one. Maybe, maybe he directed the pilot. He was very early on in season one. Um, so this is fun. This aired February 5th, 2006. This episode had the post Super Bowl time slot. Oh, which makes a lot of sense. Cause obviously it's a huge episode. It's a big deal. Um, I was very confused and I did a lot of research. Wikipedia has bad information on this one, guys. I'm going to say it right now. I use Wikipedia for a lot of things. This, they got wrong. Wikipedia said this episode, <laughs> Got 15.9 million views. That is wildly incorrect. <laughs> this episode, when it aired, I then checked it on a different Wikipedia page and like three different articles. When it aired, this episode got 37.88 million views. That's it a is fuck the, ton. Still, still to this day, the highest like watched live episode of Grey's Anatomy. Where does um, that rank? Makes sense. If we were comparing this to other huge mega hit shows from the 2000s, where would that compare to like Friends? What did they top out at, I wonder? I have no, I think the finale for Friends was in like, you know, I have no idea. I feel like I would just be so wrong if I guessed. Can we, can we put a pin in that? Because I'm very curious how yeah. this episode stacks up to some of the other popular sitcoms of, of this time frame. Yeah. Well, it's the, this is still one of like the highest rated television dramas for adults from age like 18 to 28 like still currently in 2022 um but it's hard it's a lot hard one of the articles i was reading is like it's harder to gauge now because we have hulu we have streaming we have like tivo or dvr whatever you want to call it so it's harder to like gauge it now than it was back then also i'm gonna go ahead and say like not really a spoiler but the week next week's episode had 25.4 million so i'm like really like 13 million people just didn't care about what happened next that's wild maybe those 13 million people were like oh no this this was boring i can't do this episode like this My show only sucks guess is that they were at a super bowl party and this just was on and they were like i don't actually care about this show so then they just continued to not care about the show or they were too drunk to turn off the TV or something like that. Yeah. Um, is it also, weird also that just talking about the Super Bowl, I'm like, I want hot wings. <laughs> is that weird? <laughs> it's weird, but not surprising to me as someone who knows you. Okay. Um, also, the Friends finale got 52.5 million views. Okay. Okay. All right. But that was two years earlier and 10 seasons into a show. So. 
That's fair. Okay. Um, also, this helps with perspective, though. So thank you for doing yeah. that research. Um, I was not what I was gonna say. Um, okay. So the Netflix synopsis: Meredith's premonition of having a bad day is realized when a medical case arrives, threatening the lives of everyone in the OR. That's not terrible, honestly. We've had worse ones for sure. Yeah. So can can I ask you when I so every time for the while Jessica was still awake, I was like, ooh, is this the thing that Kelsey said I was going to get right? Uh, And so, (laughs) no, Um, it's not. But remember when I predicted that there was going to be an explosion in the hospital and it was going to be like an oxygen leak or something? Was this something that you thought I I could be going down the right track, but it's not going to be right or it is going to be right? Or can you just spoil next week for me, please? No, to <laughs> okay. both. Uh, it, this was not this, and next week was not anything that you got right. You specifically said you thought Bailey was just going to have the baby and come back, and everything was going to be fine. So clearly, that's not what's happening. Yeah. Well, I also said Alex and Izzy were done forever, and I clearly was wrong on that. Yes, you also said, and I took a note of this later that this was going to be the episode where Izzy and George sleep together. Yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> it. I think I jokingly said Izzy and Meredith were going to have no, sex. And I, I was like, spoke and I was like, Oh, I mean, Izzy and Meredith. Cause I was trying to say Izzy and George and I accidentally said Izzy and Meredith. And I was like, Oh, ha ha. Izzy and Meredith sleeping together. So funny. Yeah. I greatest opening scene sequence that we've had in this show. Yeah. Um, yes. Do you remember last week when I said, remember how this episode ends? Because it was George, Izzy and Meredith in bed and like they turn off the light and George goes, does anyone want to have sex? And then like he has this sex dream. I was just thinking yeah. it's good, funny. It's a good lead in. That's very um, funny. And, uh, there was no recap. No recap. Note of. Yeah. I think it's cause they wanted to fit more in, you know, it's, they have the 43 minutes and they want to fit. They really had a lot to do in this episode. They really got right to it. And I love it. Yeah, love it. Okay, so love yes, it, we it. start. Meredith is like talking about death. She's like, "It's coming. Death is coming for me." What are you? What would you do if you knew you were gonna die? Mm. Taking well, she was. It, she was in like this weird white room with just her yeah. and Derek. Yeah, and she was crying. But do you remember which, what she was doing? First of all, mm, it was for sure an OR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't she remember what she was like doing. This right. It's the end of the episode and she has her hand in the body, but the body's not there. So she's just standing. And so her hand is just like hovering. Like oh, this. but it's because like that her hands like in the body. I didn't. Okay. Yeah. You know what? That was above my head. Thank you. See, this is, so this welcome. is why we do this people. This is why we do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. I do, if I you have that. the time, I would maybe recommend rewatching this one next week and just go, going right into the next one. If you have the time. I might, or I might have like the, time. the back half of the episode. Maybe. No, I think I might have. The th- I think I could do that. I yeah, think I could do I, this. I would, I might just because they're very good aired back to back. Also, I'm going to be very honest <laughs> at this point in time. I was not watching Grey's Anatomy live on television, but this was one of the first episodes that one of my best friends in high school showed me that made me go, damn, this is a good show. I'm probably going to watch it. But it was like, while the third season was airing. Cause the third season is when I started watching, I started watching like, near the end of the third season, someone like had them all DVR'd all the ones I had missed or like I had been able to read online, like everything. And then I definitely watched like the finales of the third season. Um, 
But this one was for sure one of the first someone showed me like on their Grey's Anatomy like season two box set. They were like, if you don't watch it, I'm going to show you like these episodes and you're going to want to watch it. And they were correct. Are you sure you didn't just go to Blockbuster and rent (laughs) the box set? No, because I, um, you had to wait until the whole season was done. This was just an excuse for me to to plug Blockbuster Blockbuster. (laughs) in in a conversation. R.I.P. Guys, Um, okay. So yeah, so they we have the porn scene. Well, like the fake porn scene. I wish Uh, it was a porn scene. (laughs) Izzy, Christina, Meredith showering together. Very reminiscent of Christina describing the nurses having the shower sex when she was talking to that patient who had. Oh yeah, yeah. It was very. It reminded me of that. It was, was funny. It was interesting, though, because at this point, I didn't realize it was a dream. And I also didn't realize it was a dream for George because <sighs> it I just imagine a world where they're so mentally pushed to the edge. And up until this point, Izzy just keeps talking about how it's been so long since she's had sex <laughs> that I'm like, they'll do anything. Right. <laughs> but then once I saw Christina, I was like, nah, something's <laughs> not right here uh, because she doesn't strike me as the kind who's just going to have a lesbian threesome, yeah. uh, maybe one on one with either of them, but not a threesome. So at uh, what point did you realize it was George's dream when he shows up and they all start telling him how amazing he is? Yes. Yes. <laughs> So good. Um, when uh, George, you're the strongest, most masculine man I've ever known. And then Christina, when she's like, you're smarter than me and have great hair. I know. I was like, wait, is this his sex dream or mine? Um, (laughs) That's so funny. Uh, And then uh, Meredith was saying what I've loved you. I've always loved you or something like that. I always have. And I always will. But so funny fucking funny i jessica texted me he is watching this shower scene and giggling yeah (laughs) because i was writing the quotes that i had to pause it and watch it a couple of times oh yeah you had to pause it and watch it a couple times it's really just to make sure i was able to get all my notes out right 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 um okay so obviously it's george's dream is he comes into his room and he's like and she's tells him to plunge the toilet if he's gonna clog it and it's (laughs) the opposite of what has just happened in his dream, essentially. Um, and then she's like, come on, you need to help me. There's something wrong with Meredith. So they go in and Meredith is all mopey in her bed because, you know, Derek, whatever. And they're like, well, you have to go to work. And George and Israel are like, no, you have to. And George says like, oh, maybe something terrible will happen and we'll just get to do really cool surgery. And she's like, I don't care about surgery. Um, like and then they call Christina idiot. to come and deal with it. <laughs> because they can't and then meredith is like i have a feeling and christina's like i don't give a shit and then she does her thing where she sits down and she's like okay this is me being supportive which <laughs> Go. i literally out loud said am i watching sandra o act the scene or am i watching kelsey o act the listen scene? <laughs> it's i love her very much i love this character so much um, and Meredith is like, are you serious? She's like, yeah, go ahead. And then she has her stupid McDog speech. My McLife. <laughs> so dumb. Um, also it just irks me every time she's mad at Addison. Like it's, that is just, it's not her fault. That is not the person you need to be mad at. No, not at all. No one should be mad at Addison at this point. <laughs> we should all move past our Addison anger. Yes. Um, and so 
Christina lets her have her speech and then she literally gets on the bed and yells at her and physically kicks her out of the bed. And then she's like, okay, we're good to go. And so we go to the hospital. Um, Derek, Burke and Weber are staring at the board and they're like mumbling behind him. And he's like, Oh, a quiet board means trouble. A quiet board means death, all this stuff, which is something that's like, um, a running theme in this show where they're like, Oh, it's not lucky. If you like say the hospital's quiet or the emergency room is quiet, it's like a jinx basically. So that just reminded me of that. So, yeah, I, I also, I was trying to think back. I don't think it's a reference they ever made in scrubs, but I feel like they may have made some sort of reference like that when I was trying to think back to my time watching House. I was thinking uh, maybe House, where they're like, oh, yeah. we don't have any case. Like, there's no cases, or they're like complaining about it being boring or something, and then they something happens. Yeah, except in that case, it's always like some spreading virus that House has yeah. to come in, and he... Do you remember? Did You watched all of House, right? Yes, but definitely not in order, and also a long time ago. Do you remember the episode where he like literally tries to do surgery on himself in the bathtub? I do. I didn't care for that. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. I also that, remember I when he went to rehab and Lin-Manuel Miranda was there. What? I don't remember that. Uh, yeah. Lin-Manuel oh. Miranda is his roommate in the two episodes that he goes to rehab and guess what he does? He fucking raps. <laughs> Shocking. Oh, I don't remember that. I need yeah. to watch that. Yeah. It's like one of the season premieres. Um. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, back also, to Grey's Anatomy. Uh, no, I have one more house thing to say. Because back this to one has house. stuck with me forever as someone who grew up in Tennessee and like always would play in the woods and then like have ticks pulled off of me. There's like one episode where they could not figure out what was wrong with this girl. And then he figures out that there's like basically a tick in her vagina and it has like scarred me for life. I am so afraid of having a tick like in a body cavity now because no one could figure out what was wrong with her. And it was cause she had a tick in her vagina and there are ticks everywhere in Tennessee. And it was very, very stressful. So basically you've just talked me out of moving to Tennessee. Well, you don't have a vagina, so I think you're okay. Yeah, but I have a penis. I don't think they can get up there and you would see it if it was on your penis. I guess that's a, that's a good point, but I have a daughter and a wife. Okay. So they'll just be cautious. I hope, but does my <laughs> wife strike you as the person who's cautious? It's true. She's really not. And you know that Marlo's going to get it from her woods very often. She's from a farm. She will go into the woods. If she hasn't gotten one now, she's fine. Look, I didn't get one. It's fine. Wait, I have a a serious. No, no. Serious question before we move on. Is Tennessee in brown recluse territory? I plead the fifth. Uh, We're going to move right on. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. Um, okay, you can is- reach me at <laughs> carmen.gabrielofficial to answer this. No one tell him. Tell him there are no spiders here. Okay. <laughs> and no snakes. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, there's snakes. Um, okay. Mushroom, mushroom. <laughs> we have very good Derek and Burke scenes in this episode. Oh, yeah. This oh, is yeah. a great one when he's like, when Derek says, Dr. Burke, we've like worked with each other a lot. We've gotten to know each other. I feel like. You're a great surgeon. Can we call each other by our first names? And he's like, no, and just leaves. It's delightful. <laughs> Very funny. Um, of course, then freaking Derek sees Meredith like hovering, not going into the emergency room. And they have a stupid moment and he looks at her with his stupid I love you face. I hate him so much. <laughs> Yeah, I also, at this point, I made a note. Uh, they were doing weird things with the audio, where they were, like, cutting it out completely. It was and so I, quiet. I had to turn on the subtitles. I mean, yours were probably already on because Jessica was there, but I had to turn them on. And because I was like, what? 
what are you saying? I don't want to make this louder. It's already loud. Yeah. Well, they did it once for that opening scene and it was mm-hmm. like the audio was like almost nothing around it and it was just the vo- the voices and then they did it again and then they made a point to like bring in the background audio up the way yeah. that it, it ramped up and uh i thought it was going to be a theme more throughout the episode and, and it wasn't but it was a weird juxtaposition because they they made a point to tie Derek and Meredith together for this episode yeah. In a in a weird way, not like a romantic way, but like yeah. in a way that makes you think their th- their fates are going to be connected. And I didn't. Yeah, I was well, confused. Because, well, and what they when they start with that weird moment at the beginning of the episode, you're just like waiting for that to happen, and it doesn't. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But um, yeah, she's like, I have a feeling, and he's like, oh, I get this. I don't care. Um, I really hated this. It's so short and I hated it so much. And then Addison comes up and I'm like, now I hate it more because she's like trying to have a nice conversation and Derek just runs away and probably ignores her. Like she asks him a question and he probably just is like, fuck off. Well, she's like, she's like, Oh, what's going on? And he's like, Oh, waiting for it to pass. What? My love for another woman. That's not you, my wife. And she says, waiting for what to pass. And he just walks away. And you don't think she's going to say, Derek, what the fuck? What are you waiting for to pass? Like, what is he going to say? Gas? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> I hate him. I'm a little bit backed up. Sorry, wrote, babe. Addison pops up and is perfect. And Derek sucks the most. So Her hair is, that it's, was it's not curly, but it's on point this episode. It is incredible. That's her she's, natural hair color also. I Queen. Queen. I um, so then we have our intern babies. Alex is kind of hitting on Izzy kind of, but like not really. And she's like, just shutting it down. She's like, I'm never going to sleep with you. I tried. I forgave you. Blah, 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 whatever. So we'll see how that plays out. <laughs> Spoiler. They fuck. <laughs> not well for Carmen. Um, and then Bailey shows up and yells at them and it's very funny. It's a good Bailey scene to such a great Bailey episode, but a good Bailey scene where she's like, you guys run everybody off. Everyone's calling me at home and yelling at me and like telling me that you guys are Rosemary's babies and I'd raised you better than this. I didn't raise you to be pariahs. And she's just standing there being Bailey and yelling at them and they just stare at her and George comes over and just gives her such a hug and she gets so mad and it's so funny i love it she's like get off of me um it's i just went i just ran away and killed a spider real quick just so you know oh okay um so the Um, the part that i love about that scene is that she's like you scared off two other residents you sons of bitches and uh basically get the fucking line you idiots Yeah. yeah i didn't raise you to be demon children and then She's like, okay, you guys wait for the ambulance. Izzy, get a wheelchair. George, Paige, Addison. And then her water breaks. And it's delightfully dramatic. Yes. Um, She's in labor. Okay, perfect. Uh, then they meet the ambulance. There is the lady coming out who's screaming so much. And then the, they cut to, they show the paramedic with her hand inside of a body cavity. And then we get the intro card at eight minutes and 17 seconds. I had to rewatch the ambulance scene three times because I I didn't get it. I was like, yeah. what? Like, what? Who cares? It's a guy. 
what's going on. And then Jess literally had, because she was awake at this point still, she had yeah. to point out, and she's like, her hand is in his body. And I go, oh, cool. Her hand is fully inside of his chest. I, like I where see his it heart now. Goes. Yeah, I see it now. Totally. Also, uh, that lady is screaming. Oh, yeah. So much. What fun. There was a point where it was just comedic, and I was just yeah. laughing at <laughs> uh, I yeah, mean, I, I get it. I think that was but. meant to be. But, uh, yeah. Okay, so... They come back in. Christina is like giving Burke the rundown like, oh, there's some kind of wound. We don't know what's in it. The paramedic has her hand in there, I guess. So he doesn't bleed out. We don't really know yet. Um, And then Burke is like, so you didn't you weren't there when I woke up and you didn't leave a note. And it's like super he's really fucking weird about it. And she's like, yeah, I had to go do a thing. Um, and he's like, you know, every night we go to bed and I think everything's fine. And then I wake up the next morning and you're just a little bit crazy. And I was like, whoa, this is coming out of nowhere. Wildly unprovoked. Don't call people names like that is unkind. So I just thought that was weird. And I was like, I don't love this. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I had quite a few thoughts on this. Um, it, and so also I'm, I'm going to combine these two scenes. So this one, and then the one where, uh, basically he, tells Christina, oh, go figure out why she's screaming. And then he's like, yeah. oh, why? And then, or she's like, why? And then he's like, oh, I, I have a thing to do or some some shit. Yeah. Like, right? It's, he's, I understand he's frustrated with Christina, but he he seems to be fluidly going in and out of crossing the line between being her boss and her boyfriend. Yeah. And the situations that he chooses to pick one or the other, he just justifies Oh, I was acting like your boyfriend. That is why I treated you like shit as your boss or yeah. vice versa. And I was a little bit annoyed in that moment because I it's not justified. I don't like that. But I understand if you're going to retaliate as her boyfriend, you have a reason in this moment to be upset as her boyfriend. But don't retaliate to something that a boss could retaliate with. Right. So I'm frustrated. I, I, I don't like that that moment for Burke. Here's my thing also. Boss or not, if you tell someone that they're crazy because they didn't leave you a note to tell you that they were going somewhere, like, that's a bit much. But also, A, cell phones existed at this time, and they also have pagers, so they could have done communication like that. But if you need her to tell you where she's going, like, it, like you need to communicate that. Like, if you're just, like, at, in general in our relationship, if I think you're going to leave at the same time as me and you end up leaving earlier, I would like to know that you're okay. Like, could you just please leave me a note? And then later on, if that need is not met, then you address it kindly. But to just be like, oh, you didn't leave me a note. You're crazy. Seems unhealthy to me. Yeah, there's definitely a jump with no premeditated conversation that we as the audience at this point in time are expected to have an understanding of. Yeah, it just seems a little controlling. Anyways, okay, that's my opinion. Um, Burke is like good in the room. They're asking what's going on, asking why the paramedic has her hand in the guy. She's like, I didn't know what else to do. He wouldn't stop bleeding. I just put my hand, like we tried pressure. We tried God's nothing was working. So I just stuck my hand in. And the other paramedic is like, Oh, she's so dumb. So he kicks the other paramedic out and they're just trying to figure out what's going on. And, um, they're like, well, we're going to go to the OR because clearly this is a problem. (laughs) Right. Um, and that's when he makes Christina stay with the wife. And he's like, well, you have a thing to do. But, so Christina and Izzy go to take another case that, that's coming in. Um, they do not make the wife stop screaming. Alex is with the wife. 
Um, but a car crash is coming in. And so Izzy and Christina go to meet that ambulance. Um, this is one of my favorite scenes. Alex trying to talk to the wife and he just like keeps trying. He's like, ma'am, ma'am. And then he just grabs her and screams in her face. I think about this a lot. This is delightful. And she finally stops screaming. He's like, oh, neat. I did it. And then she just starts sobbing. <laughs> it was very funny. I actually think that's quite funny. Also, something that you could not do in a hospital, really. You could not I do mean, that to a person. do whatever you want. <laughs> that's, yeah. It's easy for um, us to say. We're, we're not I feel, doctors. I do feel like if someone came in and was screaming that much, they would fully sedate them. Like, oh, I don't think 100%. they would let it continue that amount of time. <laughs> um, so <laughs> this is a weird scene. Okay, so George lurking um, outside of Bailey's room and, like, looking in the little glass... The implication is when the chief and Derek come and also look through is that Addison is examining Bailey pre-labor as one does. The implication is that Bailey's uncovered vagina is pointed directly at the door. Yeah, that's that's not what happens. No sense. You were there (laughs) when I gave birth. You were there when Jessica gave birth. That is not how they set up hospital rooms. And if it is, they would have that little glass window covered. That's just how it would go. Yeah. I let the record show that I was in the room when, when little baby Scarlett came out of mama Kelsey's womb and not once did I see inside of your cervix. Not once. You were not in the room when she was physically born. You were just in the room for most of my labor. Before. Yeah. Okay. So before. You did ask the nurse fun questions though that she got to answer for you. Yes, I was trying to disarm the situation because I could tell that my dear friend Kelsey was in pain, and I hope that your laughter made you feel better. But when Scarlett was physically being delivered, I was trying to get through the security alarm uh, in the building to to lava volcano explode my butthole out and vomit everywhere and vomit everywhere. Not I had food poisoning, of Scarlett, but because of Wendy's. Yes, which I have not had Wendy's since. Incredible! I like commitment. your commitment. <laughs> um, so yeah. George, they kind of make it like, I'm like, okay, are you trying to say that George is like into looking at Bailey's nude body or he's just, and then they're like, he's just happy she's back. Like, it's really weird. I don't get the way that this scene is played. Um, It's just super weird. I don't really know. But then Addison comes out and is like, oh, Bailey's like, everything's fine. It's normal. She won't take any meds, which is stupid, but I'm not in labor, so I can't make her take any meds, which... I agree with Addison. <laughs> Just get medicine. Um, and Bailey comes out and she's just being Bailey. And it's just a funny moment. And the chief's like, oh, can I get you something? And she's like, oh, can you get me a new vagina? I didn't think so. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> there, there were two things that I really liked about that scene. Uh, those, those, those collection of scenes. Number one, Derek actually kissed Addison on the cheek. Yes. It was a nice quick moment between the two That of was them. cute. I made a note of that. I think yeah. it was in all caps. I said, Derek just kissed Addison on the cheek with a lot of exclamation points. Yeah, it's a uh, nice moment. Yeah, and then... If only there were more of them. <laughs> right, and maybe three weeks earlier, four weeks earlier. Uh, and maybe nothing else, but that's fine. Yeah. So, also, it's just... I don't know why, but I had such a big smile on my face when Weber goes... Uh, Bailey's back and then George goes she's back sir and they like yeah. go different ways <laughs> it was it's so nice. cute it's, it's funny cute. it's a very like 
whilst I don't understand the beginning of the scene, I think the rest of the scene plays out very nice. Like once Addison comes out and she's just like giving them all updates, I think it's really cute. And then Bailey comes out and just like Miranda Bailey's at everybody. It's just precious. I love it so much. Yes. Um, so George is like, give me your husband's number. I'll hunt him down for you. Did you have, did you think anything was going on at this point? Did you connect any dots? I want you to know very rarely am I surprised by plot twists. Yeah. And this one got me. Yeah. I did not. Uh, th- later on in the episode, I want you to know that I, I, I predicted every single part that happened uh, at the end of this episode. Um, this one I did not. I had no idea. I did not see this coming. Uh, when... That's so funny because I was like, oh, Carmen's for sure going to know that this is her husband. No, no. It actually, <laughs> it, it, it very much surprised me. And um, it, it took, when she said George, and I was like, oh, fuck, damn it. <laughs> what? And I literally yelled. And at this point that Jessica may have been dozing, but that woke her up. And she <laughs> that was still woke awake. her right up. Yeah. Uh, but that, that, that threw me for a loop. So kudos to the writing team on this one. Yeah. Um, okay. So yes, Christina and Izzy are working on the car accident. He's asking for his wife. He's like, he's supposed to be here. Um, Izzy answers the phone. He starts seizing. And of course that's when it is revealed that it's Bailey's husband. Naturally. Um, not the undramatic fine thing that Carmen predicted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then, okay. So they're prepping the heart guy. Hannah, the paramedic is super nervous. She's talking a lot. She's like, I, this is my second week on the job. So this is super great. Um, Derek and Burke are scrubbing in. Addison is there asking about like a Bailey's husband and being like, I'm not going to tell her until we have something to tell her or whatever. And then Derek says, why does she get to use your first name? And he goes, I like her. And he goes, you don't like me? He goes, no. <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. Neither. It's such a funny scene. And, and it's, it's funny because uh, Burke means it, but also yeah. like he's, he's not, not being a douche. to be mean. He's just like, no. <laughs> like he would never have said that unless he was asked. And he was asked. So. Right. Um, I just love him a lot. Also, it's so funny. Like, I know I've said this before, but there are some people that I like never call them by their first names. Like when I talk about the show or in my notes, like I always write Derek. I always write Addison. Um, but I always write like Bailey and Burke. And I'm sure later on there's some same ones, but I just think it's so I'm like, I don't know why. I just think that's so funny. I think we both also say Weber, too. Yeah. Sometimes I say Weber and sometimes I say the chief. Mm. I think occasionally mm. I say Richard. I think when it's relevant to Ellis, I might say Richard <laughs> to humanize him. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So then Derek goes, no, our Tucker's still awake and he's like, Oh, you're shepherd. Miranda really likes you. Um, and he's like, I really like her too. I'm going to take care of you. It's like a very sweet yet very stressful scene because this man is having brain surgery whilst his wife is in labor, which is a concept that like was stressful to me to think about. I hated it. <laughs> I hated it so much. Yeah. I also hated that they didn't tell Bailey because had I been in her shoes, like that would be the assumption I was making is that like, he's been in some kind of terrible accident and just no one's telling me. So, yeah. Can I, can I also pause and ask you a question? Uh, yes. So I, I, cause I didn't rewatch this a lot, but did he get a brain injury in the car accident? Was that yeah. the issue? Okay. Yeah. So I think Olivia says it when she's like giving Izzy and Christine and Alex to run down. She says like, 
the way that he like hits the dashboard or the glass. They talk about, they do this a lot. They probably do it in other medical shows too. If there's a car accident and they say that there's spider webbing on the windshield from the person hitting their head, then like typically the assumption means that like there is going to be a head injury because to hit hard enough to spider web it, but not actually shatter it is like a very aggressive injury. So that's okay. typically like, I don't remember if she says it in this one, but um, I know they for sure say it a lot in the future. Okay. Okay. Thank you for that. Because I, I must've missed that. And I was yeah. obviously as, as a listener out there, I'm doing my best to both intake this content and take the notes. So yeah. I need, I need Kelsey there's to help. A, and there's fill just in only a lot going on in this episode. So only a lot. Yeah. Um, okay. So then Alex finally gets the wife to calm down and she starts talking right? and they are like finding out what happens. And then the husband friend shows up and they're like screaming at each other about what happened and it comes to light that they are reenacting World War II for absolutely no one and no reason. Um, and they they built a bazooka. They built a homemade bazooka, which seems illegal. And then they went in the backyard to shoot it off, which seems extra illegal. Because um, that's just like, right, you shoot a bazooka and then it like shoots out basically a bomb and like explodes in the air. If I understand bazookas, which I might not. It's a good chance I don't. <laughs> Um, I mean, it doesn't have, I, I think it explodes on impact, which is But then is I'm like, the so what are you shooting it at? Like if you just shoot it into the air and like, what if it falls on your neighbor's house? I think they were trying to shoot it at some sort of tree or some I shit. I hope so. But, but also they the were in the garage. Out. What were they aiming? They were aiming no, at another house? she was house? saying that they kept the thing in the garage, but they went out back right. and did this. Right. You're right. Um, okay. So Alec, they're arguing at each other and Alex is like, I'm sorry. Was there an explosion when you shot this off? And he was like, no, why? And then Alex makes the connection that basically there is a bomb inside of this man in the OR in the hospital that has not exploded and is homemade and is wildly unstable. So this is, in my opinion, quite possibly to this point, the most dramatic scene we have had in Grey's Anatomy. I was on the edge of my seat. (laughs) Like it is... I texted Jessica. I was like, I know what happens in this episode and I am so stressed out. <laughs> yeah. Like when he's sprinting across yeah. the entire hospital to get mm-hmm. to this, this room, I, I was nervous that he wasn't going to make it. Yeah. And then it was also a double layer of nervousness because he goes and he's like, Burke, I need <sighs> you to stop or I need you to come talk to me. And he's like, uh, get the fuck out of my OR, you dumb piece of shit. <laughs> Yeah. And then he's like, uh, you're going to want to listen to this genius piece of me, shit. Sir. Yeah. You, you yeah. want to talk to me. And it's just, it's so crazy because it gets so serious. Yeah. It's so like, okay, fast. So he figures it out and just takes off running. They cut to Derek prepping, like about to cut in. And he's like, no one, like if Bailey asks, I'm not the one who did this. They cut to Alex sprinting. They cut to Bailey in labor, calling her husband, trying to figure out where he is, yelling at him, like leaving a message, just like so dramatic. And then Alex gets there literally like Burke is like counting down for Hannah to take her hand out. And he gets there right before she gets to he gets to one. And he's like, you just have to stop. It is very dramatic, but very well done. Like it's not it doesn't cross the line to where you're like, this is so dramatic. I'm annoyed. You're like, actually like, oh, my God, is this going to be okay? Like it's there, very there well wasn't done. any slow motion stuff, right? Like I no, think no, no. 
Yeah, it's it's the slow motion cliche that I think gets me for those kind of time lapse things. But yeah. everything was very real time. Nothing was slowed down. It mm-hmm. really it wasn't over dramatized. It was I think very well executed, and yeah. I genuinely I felt myself starting to sweat. Yeah, uh, I'm like sweating it was talking intense. about it, even though yeah. I know what happened. Um, but I just love the way that they like cut in like the Bailey and her husband, like the cuts from everything, all that's all happening at the same time. I just like, oh, it's so good. Um, we are going to pause now for everyone's favorite segment, Living in Shondaland, because I'm not Living in Shondaland! Sorry, I cut you off. I was, I was okay. too quick. <laughs> we are not, I'm not forgetting it this week. I put a note in to actually do it in the middle of the episode. Um, okay, so we have three Shondaland friends this week. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Let me guess, let me guess, let me guess. Okay, okay. Hannah. No. Do you know who that is? Fuck! Sam? What? Do you know who that is? It, it looked like a young Anna Ferris. Mm, it's Christina Ricci. Uh, who was who like a is. kid star in the 90s she was wednesday in all the original adams family movies and then she like oh. kind of stopped acting for a while and then came back and so yeah yeah yeah, yeah okay totally yeah um okay the the wife the screaming wife yes okay that's one uh the best friend yes number two and then uh not Bailey's husband because we would have already called that one out before in a different episode when we saw him. Actually, no, this is our first time. This really is seeing his him. first episode appearance, but he's not on it. He well, he he was in the show picking her up for the date. We don't. I don't think see his face. No, yeah, it was just the back of someone's like shoulder. Yeah, uh, and then let me think. Let me think. Let me think. What else is going on? Oh, the the guy with his hand in this the the bomb inside of him. Yeah. Okay, cool. All okay. right. So Jillian Armanetti is Mindy Carlson, the wife. She was in an episode of Scandal and an episode of Private Practice. I don't remember her in Scandal, but man, was she the worst in Private Practice. Um, we'll get there when we get there. Uh, Larry Clark was Paul, the best friend in the war outfit. He was in an episode of Private Practice. And then James Carlson, played by John Bishop, so the man who was shot, um, was in an episode of Station 19. Nice. So, there we go. That was we're, we're, um, the the uh, uh, wife and best friend in the same episode of Private Practice. Or they or were no? not. Okay, that would have been fun. That would have been. Um, okay. So yeah, Burke and Alex are whispering. It's stressful. Uh, Burke asks Hannah what she feels and she's like I don't know I don't know what the inside of a body feels like and she's like no I'm touching something hard and then freaking the anesthesiologist starts to like figure out that something's going on and he's a piece of shit also again this is a different anesthesiologist from that little girl episode They're just they, all shitty, I guess. They need to really reevaluate <laughs> their hiring practices of these <laughs> anesthesiologists because I was I was millimeters away from throwing my remote at the fucking TV. I I knew that that was going to happen and it still made me so mad. Like I like waiting for it. I was like, man, I'm like getting mad waiting for it to happen. And then it happened. I was like, Oh, I'm so mad. Um, anyways, you know, they um, they call it the, uh, the, 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 the pink mist. Shut the fuck. You dumb cunt. Fuck. Um, Sorry if that word offends you. I apologize. I use it very rarely, but that guy really pissed me off. Yeah, he was the worst for sure. Um, Okay, so Burke is like, Meredith, I need you to walk to the nurse's station. Tell the charge nurse that it's a code black and that I am 100% positive and they need to call the bomb squad. So that's fun. Um, So if you haven't figured it out by now, you now know that there's a problem. (laughs) 
Well, no, he he said you need to slowly walk out of this room and then run as fast as you can to the charge yeah. nurse. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, tell them to call the bomb squad. And Meredith, then they pull everyone out of the OR except the anesthesiologist and Hannah. And Burke is like, everyone leave. And a lot of them do, but some of them don't. And Meredith is like, well, you need a surgical team. And he's like, well, we have to wait and see what the bomb squad wants. So you guys all wait at the elevator if you want to stay. Um, and then just tell them to come when, when they get here. Which I liked that there was like more than just Meredith. Like they don't really focus on it, but there were a handful of people that did want to stay. Like three or four, actually, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. Um, Bailey is laboring. And Addison's like, you can get the epidural. There's nothing wrong with it. And, um, she's like, people, I don't need an epidural. It increases the chance of C-section, which I don't know if that's still true, but maybe it is. I don't know. I still got one and we'll get one again. And, um, George is like doing that thing where he's trying to be helpful, but he's not helpful because Bailey's like, people give birth at home all the time. And George is like, and they die. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just again, correct, but un- unnecessary. Yeah. Can I, can I pause? Yeah. George, George, you're on a hot streak, buddy. You're yeah. really, I like you. I like you. Yeah, right other now. than that moment, this was a good episode for George. I didn't have any other issues with him other than that one moment where I was like, shut up. No, even, <laughs> even this moment, I was like, that's funny. You're funny, George. <laughs> um, because you know, clearly he cares so deeply about Bailey. Yeah, he does love Bailey so much, it's which I do like love that they listen yeah, harp on that. Yeah. He's like, I don't care what surgery I miss. I will do anything to help this woman. It's, it is nice. Yeah. Um, and they kick him out to go find Tucker because they still haven't told Bailey what's going on. And Derek is working on, uh, Tucker and he's like, oh, it's worse than I thought. We, Izzy, go tell Addison that it's, it's going to be a while. Like it's going to be a lot longer than I originally thought it was going to be. Um, he gets page. Christina responds to the page and he's like, what do they want? And she said, oh, they told us we need to evacuate. It's code black. And like, <laughs> here's my issue with code black, right? Because they eventually page everyone. Clearly only a few people know what code black means. There is no point in having a code system. If not, everyone knows what all the codes mean. It means right. nothing. If you have a plan in place for a code black and no one knows what code black is except for five attendings and the chief, then it's useless. Yeah. Like <laughs> I just was so, in, and I know like you and I worked at Disney and we had a billion call signs and it was hard to learn them all, but like, um, you needed to know what they were. Oh, you right. Had a radio. <laughs> well, even, even, you know, your, your college program students were like, Oh yeah, I, I know what a what a code this is. I know what a code yeah. that is because you can't just go up to them as like, hey, we have a code this. I need your help. Um, okay, two things. One, who are you? Second, uh, <laughs> um, what, what is, is that? that? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I was just like, if you're gonna have a code system, everyone has to know what the codes are. It's just the vibe. Um. So that was just annoying to me because. Christina doesn't know what code black is. And Derek's like, are you sure they said code black? Are you sure? Are you sure? It must be a drill. No one leave. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Um, so, uh, sorry. I've, oh yeah. He's drill. Um, okay. So then everyone starts getting paged code black, uh, while Izzy's trying to tell Addison, like what's going on. And she's like, 
Addison's like, oh, just go wait for your resident. And they say, well, we don't have a resident. Is this something bad? And then, you know, the door opens and there's just cops and bomb squad everywhere. So Addison just goes, yeah, it's something bad, which yeah. is an understatement. Yeah. Um, okay. So then only Burke, Hannah and Milton are in the OR. They're talking. Hannah's very obviously scared, which is fine. Burke does a great job at being like a very calming presence. He's just speaking to her very rationally, just kind of like trying to ground her and make her understand that what she is doing is keeping him alive. And like the bomb squad is coming and they're going to have a plan and everything's going to be fine. So I just love him in this, in this moment. He does. He also just has such a great voice. Was like, oh yeah. No. And there's no panic. He's like, it's we're here with you. Like just stay still. But the whole time, that this conversation is happening. She's moving a lot. And I understand it's like just her head, but her hand would be moving for how much her head is moving. And it is stressful to me. Yeah. I was like, bitch, you have got to hold still. (laughs) You're going to kill us all. Uh, It was in that moment, which also makes no sense for the end part of the episode, just by the way. Um, So it was at this moment when she was starting to get nervous. I was like, she's going to run. That's it. She's going to run. Uh, and I'm like, okay, either either someone's going to jump in or something bad is going to happen, right? Yeah. And then later on when uh, – I, 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 sorry, go on we'll to the next there. scene. We'll, we'll jump ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're, they're, the chief's basically giving everyone, like, the lowdown. Like, if you are staying here, it is voluntary – if you want to leave, like it will not be held against you only stay. If you are volunteering to stay, we're sending like ambulances over to these other hospitals. We're going to move these patients. Like, you know, the other wings of the hospital are fine. Only the one that we're all in is in danger naturally. And so, uh, the chief didn't know that Derek was still in his OR. Cause they're like, Oh, as of right now, all the ORs have been evacuated except for Dr. Burks. And Izzy says, well, and Dr. Shepard's, they're like, yeah, he's still in there, like operating on Bailey's husband because he didn't leave because <laughs> everyone in the show is a brainiac. And uh, so then the bomb squad gets there and Meredith says, yeah, the floor's evacuated. And then they find the Derek's OR and <laughs> Christina's like blocking the door and Meredith just goes, no, 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 she will hurt him, which is just one of my favorite moments. I just think yeah. it's so funny. Christina's like fighting the bomb squad. Also, that the guy who's the main bomb squad guy, where do I know him from? Uh, main guy from Friday Night Lights is the no. main thing that he's famous for. No, His name is on. Kyle Chandler. I got to look this up. Hold on. Kyle Chandler. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's been in a lot of things, but his number one thing is like he was one of the main um, people in Friday Night Lights, the TV show. Uh, okay, so I know him from King Kong. I was about to say, you watch King Kong. Yes. Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, Godzilla, the original, God, uh, the Godzilla King of the Monsters. So that's where I know him from. I think that's... Uh, so Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, he's the FBI agent, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah, he is the Wolf of Wall I did see that also when I was looking at him. Uh, he was in Zero Dark Thirty. Um, let's see. The Day the Earth Stood Still... Uh, Grey's Anatomy, obviously. Uh, oh, I think I just got uh, a spoiler just by looking at this IMDb. Yeah, you shouldn't have done that. 
it says uh, he was in Grey's Anatomy from 2006 to 2007, so he comes back. Am I wrong on that? Is there another um, bomb squad I'm threat where he's the same bomb squad guy? Your question. Okay. All right. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to ignore oh. it. I'm just going to assume that that's the season that it was because all of yeah. these have, well, no, all of these shows, these are TV shows with ranges. Okay. Well, I just, <laughs> I just fucking ruined everything for myself. Damn it, IMDb. But, anyways, <laughs> I know him from Godzilla and um, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. So, but also he was like the main guy in Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Which so. is great. <laughs> um, okay. So, Izzy. So they're arguing about the bomb squad, whatever. And then it cuts to Izzy is sitting in the hallway and she's just like pondering her life and all her choices and everything that's happening. And George comes and sits by her and she's like, we're just not doing anything. We couldn't even get Meredith out of bed. We had to call Christina to come do it. Like they're doers and we just watch. She's like eyeing Alex. Right. So was it at this point that you were like, shit, fuck, I'm so wrong (laughs) about everything. Uh, no, I was like, you know, something's going to happen. I hope it's not sex, but I think it's going to be sex. And, uh, I, but I also, I really just, I hope that it was a one-time thing. I hope it was not a really, I hope it's not a relationship, but I, I knew at that point when she's like, I'm just like, okay, something's unfortunately. Did you think for a split second that she might sleep with George in that moment? Did you think this is where I'm right? (laughs) Um, no, unfortunately, I didn't think at any point I'd actually end up being right in this episode. It didn't. There was no signs that I was getting no vibes. I was. Yeah, I, I swear to you, I felt vibes <laughs> the way that they looked each, at each other. There were vibes. Uh, but yeah, at this point, I was like, God oh, dang it. That's just going to be Alex and her smushing booties. Yeah. So and then she jumps up and George says, oh, we are starting right now. OK, which I just thought was <laughs> funny. I just yes. thought he, he delivered that line in a very funny way. Um, so she goes to find Alex, he's rambling and she's like, Alex, Alex, Alex. And then they fuck. So. Yay. Yeah. And Um, she's looking good. I, it's true. I don't hate them together. Like when they're together, I like, what I hate about it is the, the way it like plays out and is dramatic and like very like middle schooly, but like the overall concept, like like when they were first starting to flirt, I was like, this is nice. Like, this is a nice little cute thing. Um, and so I don't hate it, you know, that this happens. Well, it so was, it was also, yeah. It, you know, when she said what, it was like eight months since she did, yeah. since she had sex, like girl, <laughs> look in the mirror. You can do whatever or whoever you want. I yeah, promise she's you. busy. Who cares? You go spend one night in the bar and you could do whatever you want. Uh, Just throwing it out there. (laughs) And, Um, but it's a nice redemption arc for him that he finally, you know, can have sex with her. Yes. But I wanted (laughs) to point out that the, the reason you might like them together is because of the nostalgia of Alex's original character pivot arc, which Mm -hmm. I also really enjoyed for a long time, but I, now at this point I'm not happy. I'm not happy they're together or they they're <laughs> This is when I wrote in my notes. I would like to take the time to note that this is the exact episode Carmen predicted that Izzy and George would 100% sleep together by and she is currently sleeping with Alex. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, my prediction was less than correct. That is true. <laughs> um so and I just it is funny uh, when she says, do you want to stand here and talk metaphors or do you want to literally take off your pants? And he just really drops his pants. It's it's a funny li- little lead up in the little closet. It's funny. I enjoyed it. 
Um, okay, so then the bomb squad is arguing with Derek, trying to get them to evacuate. Everyone leaves except Derek and like one nurse and the anesthesiologist, basically the same as the other OR. Um, Addison goes to Bailey. Bailey like senses that wait, she's being weird. Wait, Sorry, wait, go ahead. Pause. Yeah, go back. That's the scene where he says, "You don't scare me. This bomb doesn't scare me. Doctor Bailey scares oh, me." Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Ooh, man." He loves her and he's scared of her. That's yeah. a Michael Scott kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, I do love how much everyone loves Bailey. And it's just, I think part of it is the casting. Cause I think it would be super easy to cast someone in that and have that person not be likable. But Chandra Wilson does such a good job at like, even when she's just like tearing people apart, you're still like, yes, I'm on your side always and forever. You're amazing. And I love you. So I just love her so much. And so does everyone else. Um, okay. So yeah, Addison is trying to talk to Bailey and like be normal, but she's being super weird and Bailey picks up on it and just says, where is my husband? And Addison says he's with my husband, which is not a good sign. Um, the bomb squad. Okay. Ugh, this is the worst. Okay. So Derek and, or sorry, Burke and Dylan is the bomb squad leader guy's name. Dylan and Burke are looking at an x-ray and they're basically going back and forth saying like, we don't have enough information. We can't have her just pull her arm out. We don't know how stable this is, how unstable it is. We don't know what level of movement it can handle. We really just don't know like what level of explosion it could or couldn't be like, we don't know. So then we get our delightful scene with the anesthesiologist being a piece of garbage. And he's like, Oh, they call you pink mist because one minute you're a human and the next minute you're just nothing. And they don't even find a finger. And like, why would you say that to someone whose hand is on a bomb? Why? I hate this man yeah. so much. And then he just takes her other hand. Like she's not doing enough already. Takes her other hand, makes her do the bag to keep this man alive and then just leaves. And he, and she, she's like, what the fuck? And he's, Oh, I have kids. So I got to go. Like my life is more important than yours because I am a piece of shit and I have children. What? <laughs> you don't know. That's terrible. And he doesn't even tell anyone that he's leaving. He just leaves her there alone. Yeah. I think at this point it, it would have, there were four or five volunteers, Meredith included that were like, I'm here. I'm going to stay. Yeah. So my first question is where the fuck are they? Well, I Number think two. it has to be the anesthesiologist because yes, he's doing the bag, but he's also monitoring the patient and making sure he like distributes whatever sedative to keep him under, which only the anesthesiologist is supposed to do. Right. But my, my thing is he could have like, Hey, uh, Burke send in one of those other people because I am now changing. I'm, I'm not volunteering to be here anymore. Right. Yeah. You gave me the out. I'm taking the out. Like, Okay, fine. But to pawn this off on Hannah and not tell anyone, bullshit. You're a piece of garbage. Yeah, she's literally 22 years old and you're a grown-ass adult. Your job is to save people's lives. This is the most opposite thing you could be doing right now. Are you going to sneeze or not? <laughs> I, <laughs> Trying I, to figure I, it's, it out. it's stuck up there, yeah. It's like I, right I don't know what's there. coming. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he just leaves. And he's a sociopath. Um, okay, so then still a piece to, of garbage. Yeah, <laughs> the chief explaining everything to the wife. She's freaking out, and she's like, "Oh, he's just gonna die! Like this is as bad as it gets. Like this is the end. Like we have three kids, and my husband's gonna die because his 
best friend accidentally shot him with a bazooka they built. What, what a, a way time. to go. What though. a time. Um, so then George goes in to see Bailey. And this is a really sad scene. Um, she's not the Bailey that we know and love in this point in time. She's, which is so, so understandable. Like for sure. She's like on absolute verge of giving birth, no meds. Her husband, she's just learned that her husband was in a car wreck and is now in surgery next to a bomb. And she's like, I can't do this. This is not how it was supposed to go. I'm going home and this baby will come a different time, a different way. And she's having a breakdown and George is trying to, be like, no, you can't leave, but she's having this breakdown. And it's very sad. It's a side of Bailey that we definitely have not seen up to this point. And it's just heartbreaking. Yeah. It's, um, it's also a testament to what, what's her name? Chandra. Chandra Wilson. Chandra Wilson. Mm -hmm. What an incredible actress. Yeah. Like you, you get from the opening scene where she's yelling at the residents or uh, mm-hmm. to, to her interns to this, you have three, maybe four episodes of character arc all in one episode for her. Yeah. And it's not like she's changing who she is. There's so much depth and breadth for her acting here. And I kudos, yeah. just great job. And on top of that, she's also having to act like she's in labor. Right. With no medication. Yeah. Which is crazy. Um, okay. So then Christina and Meredith realize that Hannah is alone and that Milton is gone. So they go in and start talking to her and she's clearly panicking. And so they yell for help and Burke and Dylan are like debating what to do. And they come in and Hannah is full, full on panic, like cannot be talked down. Like they're trying, well, Burke is trying. Dylan is just like, we got to pull everyone out. She's going to freak out and leave. So just get everyone out. (laughs) Like Burke's trying to calm her down. Meredith is trying to calm her down and they're just arguing and she's just freaking out, which like, I'm not going to fault her for. I truly can't imagine that I would not also be freaking out at 22 years old. The second week on a job and like, you're just touching a bomb. Like I can't, (laughs) I cannot imagine. No one could. It's insane. But again, just going to go back to she's moving a whole lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just her whole she's freaking out. So she's moving a lot and she's like, I'm just going to pull my hand out. And so everything's going to be fine. And so she just takes her hand out and runs. This is the part this this there's like a split second where this is in slow motion. Everyone hits the floor except Meredith, because, of course, she doesn't. And then they show Hannah like pulling the door open and running out. And then Meredith just sticks her hand right in there because what? Why wouldn't she? <laughs> Yeah, it, it it as soon as this scene started and she was panicking, I was like, Meredith, her hand's going in. This yeah. lady's Hannah's running. I knew Hannah was going to run. Yeah, uh, I didn't know what the next step was, but when Meredith was standing right next to her, I was like, she's putting her hand in. There's it's, I don't know why and I don't know how, but her hand is going in. Yeah. Uh, so then and then she's just saying, what would she say? Uh, what did I do? What did I do? Over what and over I and do? over. Yeah, because yeah. Christina's just like Meredith. <laughs> Why have you done this? And the, yeah. this whole episode, knowing what was coming, I was just like, so Meredith woke up feeling like she was going to die. And then she was like, I'm just going to make sure that I die. I'm going right. to ensure that that happens. Just self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> going to make sure that I can come as close to death as possible. Just so, so that, that I could say I was right. Validated. <laughs> um, anyway, so that's, yeah, that's the end of the episode. Um, so it's a big one, clearly. Um, 
very, very a lot. <laughs> so many things happen. And I will say the bulk of the things happen within like the last 15 minutes, I would say. Very like intense. The, um, obviously the bomb pick like touching and then Bailey finding out and freaking out. And it just, it escalates quickly at the end there. So clearly a big lead up into the next episode. Also, it still blows my mind that this didn't air together. <laughs> Cause I originally saw it together. So I just said, always thought it aired together, but it did not. It aired a week apart. I can't imagine Shonda. Yeah. I cannot imagine what was going through everyone's head for those next seven days. And also imagine, imagine how heartless they would have been if this was a mid season break. Uh, yeah, I would have been so mad. Let me say, so I went to an all girls school for high school and middle school. But when I was, when this was airing, I would have been in like 10th grade. So, and this was, I mean, right. Like 16 year old girls, that's like target audience for this kind of stuff. I remember going to school after not this one specifically, but just in general and people being like, Oh my God, can you believe what happened on Grey's Anatomy last night? Like, I remember that happening until I started watching it because then I finally got to join into the conversation. Yeah. You were part of the cool kid club. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's just wild. Like I remember it's, it was water cooler conversation, but in high school where everyone's like, Oh my God, can you, um, but like, what do you think is going to happen next week? On you were all just anatomy? sipping on your vanilla bean frappuccinos. <laughs> oh my God. Can you believe Meredith put her finger on the bomb? That is not what we sounded like. And no, uh, I don't my like frappuccinos. Oh God. Ah. Um, also I'm trying to find, figure out because she was nominated for Sh- sorry she Chandra Wilson was nominated for best supporting actress multiple times for Grey's Anatomy but I'm trying to figure out what if it was this episode or not because she was nominated for the 2006 season um, but I don't know if it was this episode or a different episode. Um, While you're looking that up, also you said uh, last episode that this was aired right after a preview where you just misspoken and you meant that it was after the Super Bowl or was this actually no, a preview what I meant to say is like so at the end of every episode they'll be like while they're rolling the credits and they still do this they'll say next week on Grey's Anatomy right and then they'll like play the preview and then they'll play that preview promo throughout the week to get people hyped for the episode so that's what I meant when I was like they were hyping this episode up so much like in addition to being after the Super Bowl that is why it had, you know, 37 million views is because they were like, there's a bomb. Who's going to die? What's going to explode? <laughs> so, yeah, that's I want I to I want to go back now. And also shout out to our friend Ryan, who is who is an avid listener. Uh, he sent the preview and I didn't look at it. But we have a group chat, the three of us, and and Kelsey, uh, I, I said, hey, is this safe to watch? And she was immediately like, no, no, don't do that. No. Well, I uh, haven't watched it because I, I am afraid that it's also going to promo next week. And so I didn't want you to watch it and get like, because I was like, oh, oh, you can watch it after. But I think it has stuff from next week as well. And I didn't want that to overlap. But I'll verify. And then if not, you're allowed to watch it. And then if it does, then you're allowed to watch it next week. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah, because I want to know what it was. Like, this is this is really good insight because when we have these big episodes like this, I want to know what the previews were because I know when I watched Suits, I watched Suits live, and that was re- like to this point one of the more dramatic shows that I'd watched. But I, I, you know, I've watched House, I've watched other dramatic shows, but it's like 
man, some big court case was happening. They're like, you'll never believe what's coming next on Suits. And I'm like, yeah. I want to know what happens on Grey's Anatomy. Or even better yet, Grey's Academy. Yeah. Well, she lost to someone who won for the crown. Oh, no, wait, that's 2021. Just kidding, guys. <laughs> I was like, the crown was not on in 2006. Oh, so she's well, still on the show in 2021, huh? Spoiler. No, I. No, that's not. I just clicked on the wrong thing on Wikipedia, and I thought I was clicking on 2006, and it just took me to Emmys in general. And I was like, oh, the winner is someone from The Crown. And then I was like, oh, that says 2021. Likely story. Um, I just am trying to... I don't know why this is making it so difficult for me to find out um, what she was nominated for. Yes, it's not going to tell me. I'll, fi- I'll do more research, and I'll figure it out before next week. Good. Um, we should probably talk about our rankings for this episode. We should most certainly talk about that. You go first. Um, attending. That's a five, right? Yes. Yes. Five. I was also going to give it a five. Love it. Great I'm episode. Glad. Really, really great. Bailey acting knocked it out of the park. George had a really good episode. Uh, the intense running scene by Alex to Burke. Uh, the funny interactions between uh burke and and derek uh the the preston addison conversation Mm -hmm. where they call each other by first names uh weber and george saying she's back um just the story of two dudes who are best friends building a bazooka and then it going the worst possible way yeah um yeah and and something about Oh, and the only thing that could have ruined this episode was that fucking anesthesiologist that I still hate, but I hated him so much. It was actually good for the episode. Yeah. Like the way it was written and played out, it all made sense for the plot. And so as much as I hate him, this episode, it doesn't take away from like, it doesn't make me like the episode less because as much as I hate him, I'm like, that was necessary for what happened. Um also, quick I, sidebar, if this is yeah. your first time watching the show, we rank everything on a one through five scale where it's uh, one is a med student, two is intern, three is resident, four is fellow, and five is attending. So uh, when we say attending, we're not just saying, ah, blah, blah, it's, yeah, it's not know. arbitrary. It does yeah. mean something. <laughs> yes. Just, just so you know. Um, so, yes. Um, yeah, for sure. A five, five out of five on this one. Like, so good. Edge of my seat the whole time. Again. I knew what was going to happen and I was stressed out. And there are other episodes I think of coming like that. We will eventually get to that. I know will also be very stressful to watch. And I'm just like, Ooh God, this show's so good that I still get stressed, even though I know exactly what happens. Um, also completely random sidebar when I was looking up because this episode is like a big deal for the series and then still the number one, most viewed episode of all time. Um, I found an article that was like written a month ago. That was the top 10 most viewed episodes of Grey's Anatomy of all time. And again, it's hard to say now and like as technology and streaming and everything has evolved, it's, it's hard to say, but all 10 of the most viewed episodes are from seasons two and three. Okay. So if that doesn't tell you that that's like peak grays, then nothing else will. So we're in a good spot. I'm excited to keep going. Obviously super excited for next week for the, um, the wrap up of, of what we have seen here go down so so good i can't believe there's still like 10 episodes left of this season but i'm so glad because so much is going to happen in the season and i just am so excited so it's prediction time yeah it is (laughs) okay so i'm going to start with just the next episode yes please do 
everything's going to work out fine is my prediction. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> I mean. Bold. Bold yeah. for this show. Um, everything's going to work out fine. The bomb's not going to go off uh, because right now if the bomb went off, then Meredith is dead. And I think we could all <laughs> use context clues that that's not going to happen. Um, although I am, I am nervous that Bailey's husband is going to die. Mm-hmm. I, I just have a feeling. Um, no one died in this episode. I like now take note in episodes where people don't die. And I was like, Oh, no one died in this episode. And I was like, doesn't really make it a, like a happy one though. Yeah. Cause 700 people <laughs> die tomorrow. Great resolution. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, Nothing bad is going to happen with the bomb. The guy probably will die. the 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 guy with the 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 bomb host will probably oh, die. The bomb host. <laughs> um, you know, you have your ghost host and you have your bomb host. They're basically right, the right, same naturally. person. He's a future. He's a ghost host in the making. Uh, he's going to die, uh, but not by the bomb. He's going to die just because at this point now he's probably going to have long time. some it's metal poison. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that Dr. Milton guy, you're, you're fired. Um, for sure. The doc, Dr. Weber is going to come down on you. Um, Bailey's going to have some sort of last minute complications, but the baby will be fine. Um, and I don't know what's going to happen with George, but he's going to go, we're going to see some sort of circle back on the, the doers. Mm-hmm. And watchers conversation. So he's going to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe it's going to be because I saw Meredith's life's flash before our eyes. I'm going to tell her how I feel at the end of next episode. So at the end of episode 17. Which is as we the next it. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, uh, the wrap up to this one. Correct. Correct. Okay. I'm going to, sure you were saying at 18. No, no, I'm going to give a one episode, uh, limit on my prediction there for george okay um anything about uh, hannah the paramedic um do you think she's just gone i think she's just gone i think she ran away and she didn't stop running okay she's still running (laughs) that's what i would do (laughs) she's still currently in 2022 running yeah she's she's forest gumping it <laughs> it's been 16 years and she's still running from that yeah. bomb. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. I think you covered. Oh, uh, Izzy and Alex follow up. You said you hope it's just a one time thing, but do you think that there will be any like clarification on that in the next episode? I have been so wrong on that, <laughs> uh, on that front. I, I'm not going to make a prediction. I'm just going to hope that that was a one-time thing. She scratched the itch, and mm-hmm. that's a theme that Addison has brought into our lives. And I, <laughs> I hope that that is – I hope that's it. I, I, I also hope that she doesn't get syphilis. Yeah, I also had that thought, but I don't really know how syphilis works. Like, I feel like once you get the shot, it's like not contagious unless it's um, in a flare up. But I could be super wrong because I am not a doctor and I don't have syphilis. Yeah. So in case anyone was wondering about either of those two things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's all I got, though, for for predictions. Yeah, same. I think that's that covers pretty much all the big things. Um, yeah, I think that's good news. Goats. Um, good, good episode great episode loved it so much so glad you got finally gave another one a five 
Yeah, the, so the only other one like that got it. I was prepared to fight you if you weren't going to give this one a five. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. I, w- I was tempted to say like a four and a half, but I was going to say it's contingent on, uh, I was going to give it a fellow point five, but I, I was going to say it's contingent on the wrap up. The next that's episode, unfair. yeah. No, no, no. I understand. I understand. Yeah. The, so I had to separate the two. But the next mm-hmm. episode, I have very high hopes. I will judge the next episode very harshly because it's a follow up to this one. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think you should. Like, they set the bar really high. Um, I still think it's wild that there are 13 million people that did not care to see how this ended. Like, that's just absurd to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I agree. Y- y'all are weird. Um, okay, but thanks for listening. Um, again. Uh, if like Carmen said at the beginning, if you have a second to share us, we really appreciate uh, everyone who's listening and we have a super consistent listenership, which is a huge deal. Um, we just want to work on now, like having more people find us. So if you have a second to share us on Instagram or Facebook, or even just like text us to one of your friends who watches Grey's Anatomy, um, anything just, we really appreciate it so much and appreciate the support and the reviews and the ratings. Um, so thank you so much. If you want to reach out, you can do so on Instagram or at email Grey's Academy pod for both of those. And it's at gmail.com. And, um, just remember if you see Carmen walking down the street, no spoilies. And I will hold you to that. I will plug my ears and I will go la 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 la. And I will ignore you. Um, and, uh, we will see you all in the next one.